What's up, everybody? It's the Fantasy Football Breakdown Podcast coming to you with episode 181. It is still rookie time. We still got a lot to talk about. My boy Swags is here, as always. How's it going? I'm having a great time, man. How are you? I'm good. Keeping up the quarantine. I got a new mask today. And it's perfect. Just Star in time Wars, for, yep. for them to tell me I can't wear personal masks anymore and have to wear the medical ones that they supply. But oh, I'm glad you got one. That's cool. A new one. My other one was uh, um, just some fabric that was uh, it was a mask, but it was um, kids uh, with buckets on a beach and it was just kind of whatever you could find, you know, because they were donating them stuff. But I got a new one. It's it's pretty, pretty dope. It sounds like that came from from Florida. So you're welcome. Um not really, but we're getting into it. <laughs> I have, <laughs> I have the author of the Devry Report From and Madison. the graduates. We're moving to Madison, Wisconsin, and apparently we're going to move to Madison, Wisconsin. It must be gorgeous up there. We have Nick Whalen on the show tonight. How you doing, Nick? That's going well. I actually, I don't have a mask. Where did you order your mask at? Um. So my wife knows some up. people that like are making them for essential workers and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. um, she she just did it like that and the lady kind of makes them homemade but dude I'll, I'll i'll send you a picture it's pretty pretty cool actually like it looks totally like you would have bought it from a store like if i i were ignorant to the fact that it was made in the lady's home just like within a few days ago um yeah we it, got some homemade ones down here too yeah but, but uh, we just have people in the office that are like oh i'm not doing anything else and just start making them so yeah and honestly hit me up later nick if honestly like they were like five bucks and they're super cool Oh, and that's that's kind of the problem is the ones that I've seen of places like I want to support. It's like fifteen bucks for the mask, then ten bucks for the shipping. I'm like, are you serious? Like, right. how could it be twenty five bucks for a mask? Yeah, and I bet you there's it's like thirty cents of material similar right. to this lady that's doing it in model. your community too. Like, just to you know keep it local and help her out or him out, whoever's making them. I bet there's somebody in every community that's doing this. It's just finding the person that knows them or knows about it happening. But Mm -hmm. yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Hit me up. We'll get you some mask, Nick. Don't worry. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Swag. So me and you had some back and forth on what we're going to do tonight. Well, I kind of interrupted you. So I'll interrupt you again to get back to what you were saying. Like um, you were introducing Nick. And the Debbie report and all of that stuff and what he what he do right and then and, and then, then we introduced him he said hi and then mask. you took it so it's yours now yeah it's yours oh You're my goodness <laughs> tell the people what we're doing well Nick then first tell them everything you're doing where to find you and 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 then I'll I'll tell them what we're doing they don't get to know they saw they <laughs> saw it in the show title I doubt it not with your titles so um. <laughs> I have a lot going on, I guess. I'm at I'm at four for four. I'm at Dynasty Nerds. Uh every Wednesday night we do a, a live uh film session, which I think is kind of cool. It goes on YouTube, um, where people can ask us questions during the live stream. So when we're looking at guys, they can ask us questions, we can stop and answer, things like that. Um, the Dev Report will be coming out in the summer because I just finished the graduates, which is this rookie class. It's a 118 page publication I just got done with. Goodness. I have a new one coming out, which um, I'm actually pretty excited. It's a, a dynasty startup publication. Like everything I do to get prepared, everything that you need to be thinking, uh, philosophy, tracking prior to, during, and after your drafts. Um, so, someone mentioned that to me. I was like, that's a great idea. Like why? You know, because there's so many, there's so many different strategies we all have. 
But I think strategy is the one thing people don't talk enough about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, so uh, that's the majority of what I have going on in terms of writing. And it's important, the strategy. Oh, extremely. Um, and and uh, like you said, everybody builds differently. And um, man, I, I've tried other people's strategies and sometimes the, I can't get them to work even like their sales pitch did. <laughs> I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but but I don't know. I do think strategy is important team builds rather than just like who's the best player and but then how to build those teams and how to acquire certain players how to make trades well i think it's a it's a huge stock market i mean that's essentially what it is Mm -hmm. all the time in fantasy but then within a startup you have to be aware of what other people are doing on their teams during your draft because especially when you know if you're at one of the turns you're like okay Mm -hmm. who have they already taken okay, they've been going super young. I got to take a young guy here or they're going to grab them. Or, you know, veteran. Or, hey, they already have quarterbacks. I can hang and wait here. I can't tell you how many times I do that stuff and it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. For instance, I was just in a rookie draft and a guy took his fourth quarterback when you can only when you only start one. <laughs> I was oh, like, wow. Oh, one quarterback? Okay. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, it's a 14-teamer, one quarterback. And, you know, I was going to try and get a third. I was going to get Tua in weight, but um, I wanted Denzel Mims ahead of him. Obviously, that's where the, the value is. Right. And in and they took Tua over people like Van Jefferson and a bunch of other guys. I'm like, mm, that's a little bit of a reach. But I mean, considering you already have three better than him, but yeah, right. with their own strategy. Yeah. Zero trade market and a one quarter too. So. Well, in another way, I was playing it too in a rookie draft and two drink. I think I was even going back and forth with you through um, text when I was kind of doing this or trying to move up. But I I looked at the league and I knew I I wanted Joshua Kelly. And so I knew how I knew looking at the draft that the guy that had Austin Eckler had two picks in between me and it was about getting to be that area. And I knew if I didn't find a way to get in front of him, I probably wasn't going to get Joshua Kelly. Mm-hmm. And uh, so at that point, I found a way to move ahead of him. Um, who knows if he would have taken him or not, but I, I got my guy. Can't do it if you take it. Right. So I was definitely doing it that way and definitely in a startup too. But yeah, I, I'm the guy though too, kind of, but in super flex, the, as soon as you think I'm not taking another quarterback, I probably will. <laughs> that's that's the best way to do it is to start a run, you know, and not be a follower. But I mean, the other part of it too is, I mean, Outside of a startup, when you get to have owners year to year, you know, and there's not a lot of turnover, you learn their tendencies. Like, you know, hey, hey, this guy loves fast wide receivers. This guy likes, you know, third down running backs. This guy always wants Mm -hmm. this pretty team that's never going to compete. You know, (laughs) I mean, we we all have those. And, you know, you you need to be aware of that for trade markets, for drafts, Uh, for waivers, everything. I do like some IAPs. Depends on where it's at, but I, I yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like my teams looking good. <laughs> it's kind of a win, but that's half the battle. I don't know. Like, I'm conflicted too because you you put so much money into some of your leagues that I want to make sure I enjoy them. What and the goal? Like, I am a competitor. I want to win. Like, that's the most fun part of it. But I do want to enjoy the league and and the process throughout it to where. Because then if I don't win, I, I still feel like in a weird way, and I've mentioned this to you before too, Drink, that I, I did somehow get money out of it if you look at it as an entertainment rather than just a competition. Like you're still getting sure. something out of it. But 
That's I don't know. I enjoy it a lot though. So, but well, and that's the thing is, I mean, everyone in theory you would think they want to play to win, but that's not the case because there's some people they want players that they like or they cheer for or on their favorite team or you know the young team as we just talked about or if it's Devi. I mean, there's teams they just have all these Devi picks. I mean, there's certain leagues where there's not going to be twelve or fourteen or ten, however big, many teams that want to actually compete to win. They're not. It's going to be smaller. It's going to be six, eight. You know, there's there's only going to be so many that actually have a legit chance to compete for a title. And, you know, it, and like you said, it's entertainment. You go yep. to a movie. How much is a movie? 20, 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. You, know, you get all your stuff. I mean, you do two of those. That, that's, you know, a league, a cheaper league. You know, I mean, it's. All right. Well, so, Nick, do you care if I throw a grenade at you? Um, it's dangerous. Did, did, you, did, you pull, did you pull the pen or did you leave the pen in? <laughs> oh, you you can decide. I'm gonna put the I'm gonna keep the pin in it, and you can tell me if you want to take it out or not. All right. How's that? So sure. what what we are trying to do here is I'm gonna throw a grenade at him. He, I heard you guys heard me say, but the grenade is essentially just a rookie, and that rookie that I'm throwing at you is Michael P. Ryan. So and you mentioned like how much do you want to win versus how do you want that team to look mm-hmm. and. I think that Le'Veon Bell can still help my team win. And a lot of people seem to be getting, uh, like, maybe P. Ryan's going to be the guy to help you win. So, I, I don't know. Are you pulling that pin out? Um, I'm going to leave the pin in. Uh, I, I'm a P. Ryan fan. Um, prior to this last year of college football, he was in my top 10 of running backs in this class. He can play all three downs. And that contract with, how Bell was playing. I don't think he's playing with the Jets in 2021. Mm-hmm. So I think he's a guy that you stack. I mean, he's going to be cheap. Don't spend a second on him. My goodness. Right. Maybe maybe a late third probably is where he's probably going to go. But in that territory, for sure. I mean, because he's also an interesting case of when you watch him in college, he didn't get a ton of carries. And they had, you know, Jordan Scarlett there. And I mean, Florida wasn't that great. But we don't really know exactly what he is. I mean, he's, um, I believe, second cousins with Miles Jack. He's related to Samaje P. Ryan as well. So he's got some bloodlines. He catches the ball. He had 40 receptions last year. He's not a crazy good athlete, but he's solid. He has the size. Why? That's a good gamble. Late third, you know, fourth. Do you get anything out of him this year? They just no. signed Frank Gore too. Goodness, Frank Gore uh-huh. just on the AFC East bingo chart, like trying to cross them all <laughs> off. But <laughs> that's a good one. But I feel like literally he has that at, at home somewhere, and maybe he has all the teams. He's going for the blackout, or he's just waiting what three more years when his son can come in. But he said like, that once. I don't know if he's serious or not. He's trying. He's showing it though. That would right? be amazing, wouldn't it? Patriots yeah. are next year, I guess. Um, Goes into the <laughs> Hall of Fame the same year he retires. <laughs> Just every every team on his chest. It's the longest one written. But do you do you think you get any of Michael P. Ryan even towards the end of this year? I mean, maybe it depends on how the Jets are doing. But that's a clear. Like I have him down as you know my stash category here for you, Swags. But are, yeah. are we looking for anything this year? No, I, I wouldn't. I mean, and also if you're going to cut bait with Bell, uh, the Jets should treat him like Pittsburgh did and give him 400 plus touches and right. run him into the ground and then let him leave town. Yep. And honestly, they don't have a lot of weapons. I mean, even he's still a PPR back in my head. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, he's not the same, but the only I had one share of P. Ryan that I picked up and it was a league that I own Bell and I don't 
I think I own two shares of Le'Veon Bell at this point, which isn't mm-hmm. much for the amount of leagues we're in. But and, and that's the one sh- time I went out and grabbed a share was just to put behind him. Um, man, I think it was in the fourth. It was pretty late. Yeah, I think I've got him in the fourth. Um, P ran in the fourth twice now. Yeah, but I, I didn't get him thinking I was going to start him. I've gotten already offers for him. We'll see if they go anywhere, but I'll I'll move him. Yeah, I don't have Bell in either one of those teams that I grabbed him in, so. I don't mind that in the fourth. Do you guys always believe in having the handcuff on a team? Um, in a running back, like, no, I don't. To answer your question, yeah, but like Le'Veon Bell, yeah, kind of. And I believe that we're in a era of football where you're going to have Zach Moss and Singletary both get touches, um, things like that. Like I do think that there's two running backs on a team now. In a lot of cases, unless they're a stud, I, I think that. Both of them can be viable. They're not going to be an RB1, so to speak, but low-end RB2s, flex guys. I would say, like, Swag's build seems very running back heavy, and I am usually the opposite. I usually have, like, maybe one one running back I really trust and then a bunch of guys. So uh, I don't necess- I don't really care about handcuffing. I'd rather take as many shots at other handcuffs and maybe end up with eventual starters down the road. Um, instead of just having one team locked up, because I'm I'm looking for home runs instead of you know singles and doubles at that point. Right, right. Just and, throwing and a I, bunch of sports reference and who cares? Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, you could swing and miss too, but like I, <laughs> I, I think it's you know it's all about that value game. You know, like yeah. if you're you know, I mean, if you have guys and AP and Love, like what are you doing? Like you're wasting roster spots. Right. I mean, yeah. Because even if one of them takes over, they're not going to get 25 touches. You know. Bryce Love's never going to do that. So, you know, I think to me it's you rank backups by who you think could shoulder the entire load if somebody goes down. Like, I really like Madison more than a lot of other ones. One, because Dalvin Cook's injury history mm-hmm. and he's a free agent after the year. Like, all that's baked into the price and the gamble for me. Well, and, and Madison showed up. Madison showed up when Dalvin was touches. out yeah. and mm-hmm. he was he was getting some PPR so, play while Dalvin was still in. I mean, he had weeks where I think he had 11, 13 looks, and that's pretty good with your playing alongside Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't I don't handcuff a ton, though, but like two drinks said, I have so many running backs that if one gets hurt, I'm putting in another one, another, even if it's you know, one David starter, Montgomery yeah. or somebody that we kind of frown upon. I'm throwing in Le'Veon Bell off my bench. I, I'm not trying to find those Daniel Thomas types. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a classic right there. Daniel, I mean, I mean, you guys know I'm not a Montgomery fan, but Daniel Thomas, I mean, back in the day was like a top five rookie pick. And because of situation, like, he's just not a great talent like stop drafting guys because you think they're going to get a million touches when they're replaceable yep um to drink you got any grenades you want to throw i have a lot of stashes i feel like you you said you were gonna you were gonna bombard us with grenades uh well i mean i've definitely got i mean damian williams obviously had a grenade thrown at him do we think not if you believe coach speak dude do you believe that though i i don't like if uh, Damian Williams out touches CEH in the first game, it wouldn't shock me. I, I think that eventually turns over and it's much more uh, Clyde Edwards Lair. But you think Damian Williams gets zero touches? Do, no, I don't think he gets zero touches. But I mean, his career best was last year and he had 498 yards. 498 yeah. yards. He's never had and 500 yards or more. In some games. Yeah. 
So, I mean, obviously, there's. I, I bet you next year, CEH will have more yards than Damian Williams' 1,231 career yards. Totally fair. Yeah, I'm not betting that. So, yeah, I think that he had a big grenade thrown on him, right? Yeah, I, I think so. And I'm a Damian Williams fan. I mean, I love how he ended 2018 and people didn't believe. I mean, he did get hurt last year, if we're going to be honest. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I liked, I liked, Heller was in my top tier before the draft. I mean, you kidding me? After the draft? Yeah, he's, he's got the talent. Um, the one thing that could be interesting, I think, with this dynamic is, I mean, Williams is a great receiver, uh, just like Hilaire. Um, I wonder if they're going to do some two back stuff because yeah. they're all about matchups, you know, mm-hmm. and throwing off some defenses. And, and Williams, I think, has 20 or more receptions every year he's been in the NFL, despite the, the, the low numbers you're seeing with rushing and, you know, being a, a backup or even third string. Yeah, yeah, even in the game for Miami, like still yeah. catching balls. You're, you're right. I have it in front of me and his lowest was ever was 2017 and it was 20 and that was his lowest. Mm-hmm. So I think he'll get some, but I mean, yeah, he's definitely a grenade, but I think he's one of those stashes because if Heller does go down, which he was hurt last year with an ankle, Williams becomes an RB1. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't think for, 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 a, game? for a week or a yeah yeah i think i think he'll but you would know it because Clyde Edwards is out you know what i mean sure. like he, it's not like you're guessing that week oh he you know ch is out i can roll damian williams out now and for the cheapness it's not something you're doing 16 weeks next week nick, or, you know, nick next who's year, your but, 101 today um i'm gonna go taylor okay yeah me, me too mm-hmm. it's just to me there's some, and you know, we're going to go back to like this dynasty startup and the like philosophy and you know, all that Perfect. kind of stuff. But to me, I like, I like safety and I don't like in terms of, so safety, I mean, I like guys that have done it more than one year in college. As much as I love Hilaire, he's a one-year guy. I mean, that did great things in college. Taylor's a three-year guy, you know, mm-hmm. and then also injuries. Taylor's had none. Hilaire had an ankle, you know, and you know, as much as he's in my tier one before this, people love him just because of the situation. You know, like, yeah, it's, you know, if he doesn't go to Kansas City, he's, he's like rookie pick six, seven, eight. And I, I really hesitate just totally just throwing somebody in where they're going to do that because everyone's like, oh, but Kareem Hunt. Well, when Kareem Hunt was rolling in Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes wasn't winning the MVP. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of a different, you know, a situation because he he poured it on. I feel like more when Hunt was gone, and you know, yeah, it was I, I Alex just, Smith year, right? Yeah, like I just think it's you know we need to they evolve for reasons. I think he's going to be good there, but I'm I don't think he's going to be you know a better version of Brian Westbrook every game. You know, I think it'd be good, but I think Taylor could be great with that O line. That's like a perfect setup for him. If you flip flop those two running backs, do you would you then take Clyde Edwards Hilaire being an Andy? Or do you, you want Jonathan Taylor, you know, Jonathan Taylor in uh, in Kansas City at that point? Wow, that's a great question. Um, Taylor can I'll, catch, but not really known for that. But you right. know what I mean. But then you get Edward Solaire behind the line. Although mm-hmm. is he fighting with Nahim Hines for pass catching? Probably not if they're drafting him that early. But everybody has their role there, right? I'm going to go Hilaire there then because, okay. and this is why. Taylor, every, you know, people think of like running backs, like, oh, you know, they've got highlight tapes and all this kind of stuff. They all have a different art form to them, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Shady McCoy, as dynamic as he is, it was very different than Adrian Peterson. So 
that's kind of the same, I guess, way you can think of the philosophies of these two backs. Taylor goes to the designed hole all the time and then cuts off of that block. But Swift, Hilaire, Shady McCoy, they're going to cut it back all the way across the defense if they see something. Taylor doesn't mm-hmm. do that. He gets downhill. So he needs that Colts O-line more yeah. than I think Hilaire, who can just make anybody miss in a phone booth. It's definitely good team at, you know, team matches for those for those mm-hmm. situations there. Mm-hmm. And here's the other part that that and I watch, you know, I watch a lot of the post draft press conferences and things like that. The Colts, they were excited. They traded up to get Taylor, which was, you know, important. They drafted Michael Pittman with mm-hmm. Taylor on board. They they were like, we cannot come away from this draft with John and Taylor. And we're okay with that if we have Michael Pittman, who I also like. But think about that. Yeah. The the Colts the Colts rushed for 2,100 yards last year, too, whereas the Chiefs only 1,500. The yeah, Ravens I, almost almost 3,300 yards, but 1,200 of that goes to Lamar. So still, right. still 2,000 yards. Yeah. Well, Gus Bus had quite a few. Everyone yep. forgets about him. They're actually like 7,800. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what they need. He's a downhill runner. He, he makes the read, hands it to him. It runs straight and tackles this 230-pound guy. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, you mentioned at the beginning of the show, you mentioned Denzel Mims. Mm-hmm. Are are we over Pyramid now? Crowder? Like, does this hurt them? When does this hurt them, I guess, should I say? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Um, I'm a I'm a Perryman fan. Um, even last year and the year before, I mean, when you look at him play, you look at his numbers, the guy produced. And I got into debates of people last year, and they're like, yeah, but he produced when, you know, Godwin and Evans were out. And that's a great situation. I'm like, were you discounting Godwin and Evans when they put up those numbers when the other one was out or they were creating a good situation? Um, he just got it done, you know? And I think my rebuttal would be is that that was an offense that was always playing from behind and threw for 5,000 yards last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. he's had Sam Darnold and Gase. Right. No, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, but someone's got to do it. I, I'm not a Crowder fan. I think he's a, uh, um, you know, a Kendall Wright for example, like he led the Bears in receiving one year just because he's the only guy that's there. Um, I think Perriman will be the leading receiver for the Jets this year. I think he's Ooh, that talented. Okay. Um, Mims has a chance to step. I mean, he's the most talented guy coming into their day one. Will they put it all together? I'm not sure, but I'm a huge fan. He was my wide receiver three going into the draft. I think he's super talented. People are really not. I mean, it's not a combine thing for me. You watch him and his technique, the way he uses his hands. He stacks corners. He could finish off his routes a little bit more. But, I mean, he's a 2,000-yard receiver at Baylor in two different years, and people are acting like he just broke out because he's a senior this year. That's not the case. He's been producing, but he just decided to stay in school. So um, he's a guy I think that could this year, but like you're saying with Gase, I mean, Gase is gone after this year, let's be honest. Yeah, I hope so. You know, I think a 2021 breakout for Mims makes a little bit more sense. But, yeah, I don't mind Perryman as as a – you know, you're talking about some stashes or some dart throws at running back. Um, I think Perriman's one of those at wide receiver this year. Oh, I like it. Buy, buy low on some Jets. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no tight end. Always buy know? low on the Gase offense until he's gone. Um, Man, okay, I got a couple more. I, I have a lot. I'm trying to kind of skip through so we can get to those stashes. And we got Nick sweating about the two-minute breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one, I mean, somebody that's obviously dead and he's been dead to me though, is John Ross with T Higgins. Um, that's easy though. It's easy to say that Andy Dalton's dead. 
<laughs> yeah, that's, um, you know, and, and I'll say this, I think it's a little sad for Ross cause he's been hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he had more talent coming out than people are going to give him credit for, but they're always gonna, that's one thing in this, we're talking about philosophy bias is so big in our game, but whether it's real or not. Oh I, sure. no, you're right. Yeah. I love oh, that. My, yeah. I mean, like I'm a, I'm a Rojo fan, you know, people hate him, Yeah, but, gross. but he ran for 4.1 yards per carry last year. Peyton Barber ran for 3.3, but they're like, well, he could be out Peyton Barber. I'm like, you look at the stats. He way outproduced him. Right. But no one cares. They How care about what about they Keyshawn thought. Vaughn? Exactly. See, I'm a Keyshawn Vaughn fan. He was my RB5 before the draft. Okay. Ooh. So I've been a fan. And he was my RB5 in the Debbie report last year before all this. So I've been a fan for him for a while, but now everyone's catching on. you know. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I, I like him. He's he's much more consistent. He, I don't think he's going to be a superstar. But he makes good decisions. He runs tough. He makes good cuts all the time and can catch the ball. And I think that's what that offense needs. Uh, but I still like Rojo. That's the thing. Like he had some flashes and he's still young. I think he's 22 right now. Yeah, like, he's very young. We're, we're like tossing him away. It's like, my goodness, people. Like, I don't know. No, well, how so do you see that as a one-two that, yeah. punch there? Yeah, I think so. Why wouldn't you? You know, I mean, you, you keep them both going. They both can catch the ball. I don't think Rojo's as good as Vaughn, but with Brady and Brady's not throwing it like Jameis down the field. That's why they got weapons everywhere for him, you know, and they, and they drafted a tackle, you know, it just makes a lot of sense what they did. Um, and Brady's there for two years, run play action, couple tight ends now, you know, a couple wide receivers. Yeah. I, I don't think either of them are going to be an RB one, which I mean, I've seen Vaughn go so high in some of these rookie drafts and I'm like, my people like he was good when he was a value you know but now he's not a value yeah so kelvin Harmon or antonio gibson oh, man um pull I'm, the I'm, pin nick yeah i know i'm not an antonio gibson fan this this christian mccaffrey that's <laughs> like a joke like antonio gibson has 33 carries in college and we're even gonna you know mouth not even say it but mouth the words cmc I mean, i've heard on. people say it yeah it's, it's <laughs> a little carried here? away <laughs> like what are we doing here 30 a 33 carry and they're like yeah but you know memphis is loaded if he can't get carries at memphis he was fourth among running backs in carries last year at memphis if he's not getting those carries then what are we talking about yeah he's fast yeah, he had some explosive plays. There's also some terrible tackling versus their opponents and who he did it against. He can catch the ball, but my goodness, he, if he ever becomes an uh, uh, even a mid RB two, you guys can yell at me. I, I, I'm not seeing it. Har- Harmon's, uh, I think, a solid stash is a dart throw. Uh, I do like McLaurin. I think he's a very good talent, but they have to have somebody else do something there. Mm-hmm. They went so hard after wide receiver too with trying to bring Amari in. So you got to feel like next year maybe they free agent wise or draft even higher. So and, and Harmon's better than than AGG. So right, you no, know, I mean way better. And, I, and Steve know, and Sims had, showed showed some flashes out of nowhere last year. Yeah, I mean he could be that Crowder. You know what I mean? Yeah, he you know just accumulates some stats because there's nobody else there that could do it. Yeah, um, you know, and there's no. There's no Chris Thompson either. So, yeah. Oh, Thaddeus Moss over the middle. Switching positions. But, I like that. I like that. Because there's no, what else is there? Even oh. if you don't like Moss or we got to do it still coming off the foot. Sprinkle. Come on. <laughs> oh. 
you know, I, I saw this. I saw this meme recently, and it was like, "Can we be honest? Nobody actually likes sprinkles." I think that's right. <laughs> Poor Jeremy. So, yeah, yeah. No, I think I mean Moss, but Moss isn't a good athlete. He, he would be his dream scenario is like Jason Winton last year, in my opinion. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he's not fast, but he's got good ball skills. So he's like your Dallas Goddard light is what he could be. Uh, that's that's not horrible. with no, but with with only sprinkles in his way though. I mean, yeah, opportunity helps. Yeah, and it, well, I mean, I, and I say that because, and you know, people think badly. Witten was was tied in twelve last year. Like that's what I'm saying. Like that's like the dream scenario for Moss. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to hold on. No, I want to go back real yeah. quick because you went, you did T Higgins, and you you killed oh, John Ross. Um, I like T Higgins a lot, but I I almost have him, I have him listed as a stash. Like, are are we expecting a lot from him year one? Uh, AJ Green. Let's say he plays for Cincy. Like, what? Where are we expecting T to fall in there? Um, I'm a big T Higgins fan too. I mean, before the draft, he was my wide receiver four. Mm-hmm. Um, for a while, I had him ahead of Judy, but then I backed off. Um, so yeah, big fan. And plus, and I don't care about combine or pro day or whatever. You look at the tape. This guy can play, and for a yeah. big guy, he runs really good routes, which is what you need. And he's physical. He can win above the rim. He uses his body control really well. Um, and he worked out with Burrow. That's important, mm-hmm. you know? And and you always watch these young quarterbacks get paired up with a receiver, and they get that rapport early on. Yeah. That's that's their guy. Goff and Cooper you know? Cup. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at, I mean, a long time ago, Bledsoe and Terry Glenn. I mean, like, mm-hmm. over and over again, they get paired up, and that's a good thing. I don't think it's a this-year thing. One, mm-hmm. because wide receivers rarely hit year one, if we're just being honest. And – there is AJ Green there. There's Tyler Boyd there. You know, mm-hmm. they got mix in there. He's going to get some. Um, but I think year two, Green's gone. That's when it's going to happen, 2021. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm going to go, I'm going to keep it kind of cheap and go half grenade, half stash before we throw it over to the stashes. Sure. Um, so does, does Devin Duvernay overtake Miles Boykin instantly? No. Is he a nice little stash? No. Like you, some Miles Boykin. Yeah. Yeah, I think Miles Boykin like, is yeah. much more talented. <laughs> yeah, I think he's more talented. He's better draft capital. Um, Duvernay's a, a nice little slot guy, but I don't see him developing into much more than that. And and if you you know you want to um, go for the home run with our analogies, you know, um, you know if you want to slingshot past the guy in turn four, you know you're going with Boykin. If you want, if you want to keep drafting on the guy and hopefully you, you pass him, you know, five laps later, then you go with Duvernay. I just think the ceiling's not there with him. All right. Ceiling is the roof. Um, slap shot into the upper 90. What about Marquise Brown? Do you, are you okay with him there? And any of these guys, maybe outside of Brown and Andrews, we want Lamar to, you know, progress as a passer. Is there enough to go around to be another guy that we can even count on outside of, Andrews and maybe Marquise Brown on those occasions. Uh, the short answer is no. And if, right. and I, I was, I was anti Lamar. So I'll eat those, you know, words or eat my crow. Um, but he's not a developed passer for just being honest. He throws down the middle to play action. And if there's one thing that we've learned over time is people, defensive coordinators, defensive players, figure things out. The Rams got figured out. The Eagles got figured out. Last year, if you watched during the season, Patrick Mahomes started off hot and then went way cold for like 10 mm-hmm. weeks. 
And Lamar Jackson's year last year was such an outlier in terms of passing efficiency. You might be able to still run, but look at what happened to Cam Newton. He kind of got figured out too. Everyone gets, you know, they, they, they busted out and it's going to come back, you know, to the mean. So I don't, I think there's going to be less numbers this year, not more. Um, we're going to learn a lot more about Lamar Jackson in 2020 and 2021 than we have already in terms of can he develop his game enough to stay on that level or is he just going to be a guy that can run? Um, so I think asking him to hook up with Hollywood Brown a lot enough to be a consistent fantasy asset is asking for way too much. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got to get the targets. Mm-hmm. And he's not accurate down the field. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if it was – I mean, I, I, that's why I feel better about Boykin. Boykin can out-muscle and body and high point to overcome any accuracy issues Lamar might have. But, I mean, at, if it was, you know, Kansas City, then we're fine with Hollywood Brown. You know what I mean? Yeah, chasing it down. Yep. Is that your last grenade? Two yeah. more grenades? Um, I mean, I could go on all day, but, yeah. All right, well, I'm going to throw a couple of well, I mean, how... I guess I'll ask him one more. I, I, I'm it. curious how you feel about Daryl Henderson at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or I was even a big before. Ju- yeah. yeah. I was a big fan. Big fan. Um, I, I do have to show off. How about this? I'll, my my humble brag on the show of uh, this draft, an expensive draft. We'll call it a quarantine draft. We've all had those. Oh, um, yeah. And Double. I traded away Amari Cooper, Henderson. Oh, I saw and- that one. Oh, you saw it? And then 1-8 Devi before the draft for Jonathan Taylor and Claude Edward Hilaire. And I was like, oh, oh my wow. God. That could not work out any better. I love that. Smash it. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and that was amazing. But um, um, yeah, I was a Henderson fan. I mean, I hesitated doing that trade because I was such a big fan of him coming out of the school last year. Um, I think he's really talented. People talk about these open holes and all this stuff. I think he has way more to his game than people want to talk about. But that offensive line is so bad. It's so they were 31st in PFF last year. They were bad the last half of 2018, which what happened to Gurley went downhill, was bad last year. And they did nothing besides the seventh round pick this year. Their best lineman's 38 and he's a left tackle. Like, I there's they had a couple of third round picks a few years back. They didn't develop. They traded for a guy that didn't develop. They only have a one guy penciled in as a starter right now. And the other four spots are up for grabs. So whoever's running the ball, and that's why. This Cam Akers hype, I, I don't get it because Cam Akers, if there's one thing we learned about him in college, and this is from a film aspect for me, it's he's not a developed runner yet. He's not at all. He, um, bad vision, approach to the line, wasted steps, can't anticipate flow from linebackers. Was he hitting the backfield? Sure he was, but he didn't do his, his line favors. And and I, I put a Twitter thread up of some videos of just one half of one game because I'm sick of people acting like, you know, He's Barry Sanders back there, but he was just hindered. Like, no, he's not. He's not great. He's a good athlete, but man, he you know, he hasn't figured it out yet. And you want to put a guy that hasn't figured it out yet behind that line? You're asking for some trouble. I mean, you want to talk about a stash, you know, or a grenade? That's that situation for him, you know. Unless they figure it out, I, but I mean, I can't see it in 2020 at all for either of them, and that's the problem. And 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 now Henderson's just going to sit on the side. I mean. I looked at the press conference, Sean McVay. They're like, hey, so is Akers going to be the three down back? And, you know, Darrell going to be like a complimentary guy? And they're like, no, we, we just saw Cam is, is a good value to that room right now. And, you know, he can really do a lot of things. And he's competitive and we're going to let them work it out. Hmm. So, so why is he top five 
and a rookie draft for some people. You know, th- th- there's just so much that people aren't looking at, and they're like, <clears throat> his size, his highlight reel, and his combine. It's like, man, there's way more to him than that. Hmm. Goodness. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to Go jump to my stashes. I'm sorry. Can, can I go back to it? So, yeah, and, yeah. and here, and here's why. No, I talked about the Jonathan Taylor thing over Hale, right? It's a safety thing. If I'm spending a premium pick, yeah. that guy better have done it multiple years in college, and Akers didn't. He he has one game of more than 40 yards rushing against his best competition in college. Over seven games versus Bama, Clemson, and Florida, one game over 40 yards rushing. Now you can blame the offensive line all you want, but I don't care how you do against Syracuse. You know, or Louisiana sure. Lafayette or whoever. I mean, my goodness. I mean, we're just projecting. And, and this is my issue with David Montgomery last year. Bad approach to the line. Dances too much. You know, bad decision making. But everyone's like, look at how many people he makes miss. Look how many people he made, made miss last year in Chicago. It didn't come together. It's a very risky pick. Now, if you like taking risks, you can do that. But realize that you're taking the floor is a lot lower than you actually are expecting right now. And the ceiling could be there. But you're asking a guy to develop in the NFL, which he didn't do in college. And, and that's just too much for me. Hmm. Yeah, I like it. All right, let's, stay, let's stay in L.A. And um, we'll go to the wide receiver room. Uh, how do you feel about Van Jefferson there? Is that a stash? Or could we see him maybe uh, slide into wide receiver three role and kind of kind of push this year? I think he's going to push this year. I'm a huge fan of Van Jefferson. Yes. And you, you look at the same thing, right? They decided to take Cam Akers instead of offensive linemen. So they must have liked him. So I get that, you know. But with that wide receiver room and trading away Cooks, they also took Jefferson. And I'm like, wow, why do you do that? So I was like looking. Um, Cups a free agent after the year. Mm-hmm. Woods is a free agent after two years. And Van Jefferson's route running is just unbelievable. He was in my top 10 wide receivers before the draft. And I was like trying to gobble him up everywhere that I could. And I was like, why aren't people hyping him up? Like he's actually good. Well, he played behind. DK Metcalf and AJ Brown at Old Miss mm-hmm. transferred to Florida. Florida's a mess. He still was a good receiver there. Uh, broke his foot, didn't run out the combine. I'm like, hey, this is all yeah. good stuff for me. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I want you to not work out of the combine because I want to get you. So, um, I, and you look at the press conference again, like I, I watched McVeigh talk about him and he said, he's already, he's already a veteran route runner. Like, mm-hmm. and you want to think of it, that's what Cup was. I think he's, I think he could be dynamite there. I like that one a lot. I've been finding Van in the third and, and love yeah, that. Super cheap. Um, uh, this one might be a little gross because most of the NFL didn't like him. Uh, taken in the seventh round by the hometown team. How about Eno Benjamin to the Cardinals? Is that somebody I could stash there with what's, with how that offense runs? And it's just Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds in front of him? Or we're just going to let that one sit? I think it's a stash for a couple reasons. One, um, Eno Benjamin really slid on my list um, after he's a stash for a couple reasons. One, so he slid on my Debbie list because he came out, you know, you see the numbers and you catch the ball and you're interested in him. But then you see the lack of athleticism. He doesn't run north and south as often, et cetera. And then the numbers came down this year in college. And But you look, there's a really young offensive line and you watch the games like, that guy's way tougher than I thought for his size. And I came away a little bit more impressed on films. I'm like, okay, bumped him up my list. I saw him drop a lot and I'm like, okay. But now you look at the situation. So I'm, I'm impressed with this film. I don't think he's great, but I think he could be like a RB3 flex, maybe mm-hmm. low on RB2 if everything goes lucky. But the Cardinals have Kenyon Drake. How reliable has Kenyon Drake been in his NFL career? 
Hardly. He has a one-year contract mm-hmm. in Arizona. Edmonds hasn't been reliable either. So so the the path to being relevant is there, potentially. Um, and he catches the ball. And we know in fantasy football, you need guys that catch the football because they score more points than guys that just run the football. And that's, I mean, prove it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, every year, you, I mean, you see the the Duke Johnson, the Tariq Cohens, the James Whites. I mean, they, they flirt or get into RB1 as on the year, mainly from catching the football. So, yeah, I think he's a, a pretty solid stash because you can get him pretty late, I assume, right? That's another one I've gobbled up in fourth and find myself like trading to get into the fourth feeling weird. But I just like the Swags and I like both kind of like a bunch of guys in that range. So, mm-hmm. yeah, super fun area. Um, all right. The Eagles took a wide receiver early, but that's cheating. We don't get to talk about that one. How about mm-hmm. the two guys they took late? John Hightower, Quez Watkins. Either of these guys kind of fit the mold of, of what Philly needs with some of those bets coming out. I'm going to say no, um, because <laughs> no well, and no. Yeah. No, well, I'm one. I'm not a big fan of either of them. I mean, they're okay, mm-hmm. but um, I just think that they're going to be better NFL assets than fantasy assets. And those aren't guys I'm going to chase. I mean, just, and because of what they did in round one, so you pair sure. what they did with round one with Arthur Whiteside, who I'm not a fan of with the tight ends who are still going to be there in a couple of years. And it's tough to envision them carving out a big enough role to be fantasy relevant and to me that's just a you know we just we just spoke how Eno could potentially be an mm-hmm. asset and if it's tougher for a receiver from small schools that's just a situation i'm not going to bet on and plus they're thin yeah. you're hoping them to be just deep threats and be a, a deshaun like and if we're honest people throw out deshaun jackson you know comps yeah he's so phenomenal that it's such a disservice to his art form and his ability Oh, all right, I got. Let's see. I'm gonna do one more here, and then Swags, if you got anybody left. But uh, I'm gonna go a little different route, and I don't know that we've talked about a tight end yet. So let's go to the Saints and Adam Troutman. Tight ends usually take a little bit while, anyways. But is this is this something? Are we gonna wait too long and Breeze won't be there, and then it's watch out, or do we do we have anything out of Troutman coming? Well, I, I'm. And this is gonna be bad, but I don't know that losing Drew Brees is gonna make that whole offense go under either. Um, at least recently. Uh, and I love Drew Brees. Because it's Jameis there. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just see Jameis and like Michael Thomas? Michael Thomas is like, what was that throw? Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm a huge Adam Troutman fan. Uh, his film was great. His athleticism. I think he had the third best recon drill in the entire draft mm-hmm. at his size. That's unreal. And... You put him there in a, and the reason we'd like the Saints, now again, they've missed Traquan Smith, but they use their players in advantageous ways, similar to the Patriots. And that's what's really cool about those offenses is that, you know, when they go there, they're like, hey, we're not going to make Jimmy Graham block. Hey, split him out like a receiver and he's going to thrive. It worked, you know? Um, so I, yeah, I like Troutman a lot there. Yeah, not many tight ends work out year one, but I think this is a, a guy that, even if you draft him late, that's fine. Or trade for him mid-year or late year, that's when you're going to get the value on him. Mm. I get, yeah. So, Alex, you got anybody else? Man, we. I think we got to get to the two-minute breakdown. I might uh, throw a guy at the end of the throw show the if we had time. Yeah, I like it. We'll see. I don't know what else you got. All right, Nick. Uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. All right, Nick. It's a uh, two-minute breakdown time. We've we've alluded to this a little bit. Um, 
what's going to happen is I'm going to ask the first question. Then you'll hear a little bit of a sexy voice. And once that stops, then you can you can start answering that first question. Uh, I need first instant gut reaction thought here. Um, we'll try not to make fun of you too bad if the answers are bad. Uh, these are anything from fantasy football to life to, oh, no, no longer your girlfriend's age. I took that one off. But it's it's in there somewhere. <laughs> All right. You do have a pass, but I'm coming back to it if you need to. Are you ready? So, okay. so he'll ask the first question, and then I will hit the timer you'll hear, and then answer your question after that. Okay. Here we go. What would your red carpet or intro walkout song be? And now, your two-minute breakdown. Uh, the Box. Who's that by? Oh, I can't think of the artist right now. All right. Grenades first came to be in the 16th century. How much did they weigh? 1.5. Two and pounds. a half to six pounds. You're close. What? <laughs> What is the best part about dating a homeless girl? Oh, wow. Pass. Pass. <laughs> what is your favorite rookie that you have taken in the fourth round? Um, I'll go P. Ryan. Will the NFL start week one on time? No. What's a favorite food that someone else cooks for you? Ooh, I, I only have one pass, right? Um, um, my mother makes these uh, breakfast rolls with caramel. Um, that sounds amazing. And there's like nothing. They're amazing. We only get them at Christmas, but they're like the best thing I've ever had. Come to your house for Christmas. What's a buy low <laughs> veteran for a contending team? Um, I like Leonard Fournette because everyone forgot about him and he's still good. Yeah. I don't know Judy? if they forgot about him. They just hate him. Jerry yeah, Judy or Cortland Sutton? Cortland Sutton. What do you call a Mexican who lost his car? Oh, boy. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the Super Bowl 55 champ? Um, I'm going to go New Orleans. I like it. Uh, what's the best part about dating a homeless girl? Oh, jeez. Um, I was going to say she can't run away, but she could still run away. She can't you drive can, away? You can drop her off anywhere. Jalen Hurts or Jordan Love? Uh, Jordan Love. Why did the invisible man turn down the job? Uh, if you get it right, I'll give it to you. I don't know. He couldn't see himself doing it. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. <laughs> wow. Yep. That's, that's how that something. went. It was close though. You did you did really good. That's something. Wow. And then we definitely messed with your head a little bit there. Um, before we get out of here, please tell them everywhere they can find your stuff. Go get this stuff. Yeah, okay. thanks a ton, Nick. No, yeah, no, it's it was fun. Um I appreciate you guys letting me go off on a little tangents, but I think the the process is really important for people to think about. Uh, definitely. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty, uh, active and, uh, I'd like to think I'm friendly, uh, on Twitter, um, <laughs> at underscore Nick Whalen, uh, just as long as people are respectful, I think it's all good. Um, you can read my work at four for four and at dynasty nerds. Um, if you want to buy my publications, um, you can find them on Twitter or at dynasty nerds. Um, I have an article there, um, and I'm trying to release a website, It's but it's slowly going. But uh, eventually, nickwhalen.org will be happening. Nice. Be on the lookout. He's at DFF underscore swag. I'm at ff 2 Dream Minimum. And this is at FF underscore Breakdown. Thanks for listening. Is that the right box? Oh, yeah, that's it. Nice. Uh, how about Freddie Swain? Is that worth anything? Seattle? No. Damn it. Donovan Peoples Jones. That's a that's a the lowest stash you could ask. <laughs> the lowest stash there is. That's not a men's shoe stash. 
I think it's I mean, he's a good athlete. He's just not developed. What about uh, Swags, did you do you gonna throw a grenade? Yeah, I'm coming back to Michigan. What about some Quinten Quintes Quintes Cephas? I can't even read. Cephas. 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 Um, he's just once the ambulance stole his gun. He's um, he's a good competitor. I think he's a better NFL player than a fantasy asset he'll ever be. But I don't look so slow. Yeah, that's that's the problem. But he'll compete. You know, I like that. I feel like I'm not gonna like the answer to this, but uh, you have to permanently move. You get to pick either Michigan or Florida. Remember, you gotta stay, gotta stay close to your girlfriend. <laughs> don't be, don't, man. <laughs> um, you know what? You know she what? I'm gonna to pick. Florida, bro. I'm gonna pick Florida yes. because um, there's more Spartan races down there. So yeah, did they mention anything about a mask or anything like that? <laughs> Nick, you move to Florida, I will hook you up with a mask, I promise. No, no charge. <laughs> oh, that's easy call, then. You missed you miss your calling, Swags. Dude, they need them more coming. down there, though. Have you seen the craziness that happens in Florida? Oh, insane. Yeah. I'm going to get you to Michigan before this is over. We got about 40 seconds, Nick. Dirty Minton's pretty cool. And cold. And he's already up there, so he needs to change the scenery. That's he's why he's coming down south. It. Yeah, I like hunting though. So I mean, that's one thing holding me up here. There you go. We have hunting, but our deers are like the size of dogs. So I know. Like, if you're into that, like that's cool and kind of weird. But and you have like those wild hogs down there, don't you? We do have a lot of wild hogs. Yeah. yeah. You can probably hunt those for free. You can come catch some sharks with me. Ooh, That'd that sounds sweet. fun. That's See, where you always Florida, get me. Florida wins it. again. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you even got me on that one, right? Even you're moving now. <laughs> uh.